Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Muse podcast. For this episode, Briggs and I welcome to the barn James R. Gray. We met Jimmy at an open mic. Uh, he was playing a Marty Robbins cover, I think. He hit me to Mar- Marty Robbins that night. I had not been into that whole scene, which I thought was really cool. Uh, he sings three songs. Um, his music's a little difficult to categorize. You hear, I mean, you should be the judge, obviously, but for me, I hear a little bit of the Appalachian thing. I hear a little bit of sort of the, the punky country version, like the, the Johnny Cash kind of traditional country rather than sort of the George Jones type, right? Um, but at the same time, so Jimmy's also fronts this band Down With Me, which uh, is sort of a straight out punk kind of thing. So you can hear those influences too. You know, you can hear him going back and forth, especially on that last tune he does. So Jimmy Gray, you can get in touch with him at jimmygraymusic.com. You can see him on Spotify as James R. Gray. And uh, we were just psyched to get Jimmy in. We had a great conversation. If you'd like to get in touch with us, The Muse Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can always go to themusepodcast.com and click on the Contact Us button and speak your mind. Thank you very much to everyone around the world listening to this uh, we really appreciate it. Both Briggs and I are, are psyched to bring this stuff to you, and uh, we're going to be doing this for a long time. So if you wouldn't mind getting up on iTunes and giving us a review, that would be fantastic. Um, I realize that it's still kind of new to a lot of people, so if you want to pass around, if you like what we're doing and you want to pass that on to some other people, please feel free. Tell them to subscribe to the Muse podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you can get your podcast on. One little note here for those uh, who have been following along. We are really recording here in the barn, and uh, something is nesting up at the top, up in the eaves on the outside of the barn. So if you listen really closely right towards the end, you can hear the nesting chicks. So I apologize to Jimmy and all you guys for that. What are you going to do? We're in a barn. All right, people, ladies and gentlemen, James R. Gray. Early morning before sunrise I walk out your door Empty bay on my shoulder My heart on your floor Alone I must go now Into the deep end Dark unknown On my own This town looks so different Than it has all these years Could be the twilight Or maybe these tears Could be it's my past now And not the home away I will lay me down to sleep tonight 
my body is shaking My mind is a blur The sunrise is burning A memory with her Into this moment And out of the future Onward I go Off I go The Southern Pacific Is rumbling towards me Whistling is screaming Calling to me Taking me off Head onward into the unknown Where I lay me down to sleep tonight (laughs) I saw what you did right there at the end there (laughs) (laughs) Dropped a little diminished in at the end that's beautiful, man. Well, thank you. Jimmy, what a great song. What's that called? That song is called The Sunset Limited. The Sunset Limited. Is that a, I imagine a train reference. It's a train, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so The Sunset Limited is now an Amtrak train. Is that true? It's true, yeah. And, uh, well, the story's not true. Not that I rode The Sunset Limited. But The Sunset Limited is a train right along the Texas border down south. Right. But it used to be served by the Southern Pacific. Gotcha. Hence the hence that line in there. Right, right. And so then, and so Amtrak came along and bought the whole thing. Is what you're saying? Of course. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so let's kind of <laughs> organize what's going on. So, uh, Jimmy uh, Briggs and I met you actually at a at sort of like an open mic uh, mm-hmm. kind of setup right. there, and uh, you blasted like some really cool shit and both of us were just like we need to immediately yeah. have jimmy get on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so uh I'm, I'm hearing a ton of different things of course you know the easiest way to talk about music is to compare it to other music i don't mean to compare you to other artists but i'm saying we can you can feel hear, free to do that but though. you can hear all of this <laughs> like i mean really old school stuff and you can hear some some of this country thing and you can hear but at the same time, you have some. You obviously didn't just start doing this last year. So, <laughs> so first off, where did that song come from? Uh, that song. Uh, well, recently, my wife and I went on a road trip. Okay. First one that we've ever done, and it was a great time, like most road trips are. So the theme of traveling has been on my mind a lot, and you know I've got friends right now that are going through some hard times breakups and this and that and uh kind of wrote this one to to try to help uh, one of my buddies through something and right. uh, just like that because it's it's one of these songs where you've got the like the little turn where it's kind of like a peaceful sound with the melody yeah yeah yeah. but the first verse when you hear it it's the same lyrics very peaceful lyrics but it's like kind of tearing you up yeah because it's uh lay me down to sleep tonight right very peaceful but uh you're thinking about how you won't be with who you love yeah and it comes right and, uh, across right. i mean it comes right across in that but first then, verse yeah in the second verse it's almost like 
the unknown and like you're traveling to someplace new and it's like this romantic idea of like you don't know what the future holds right pretty exciting yeah so it's actually yeah it's not just a a murder ballad here (laughs) 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 wow so how did that how does this work do you write the words do you write the, the music do you write the melody do you write the singer part how does that work uh, usually oh, er, yeah, in like, this uh, case, you know, I usually like come up with this random idea for a melody Okay. in my head while I'm driving around and it just comes at a random time. Right. And I hear the melody and I also hear the chords that need to go beneath the melody. You mean before the words come along? Yeah. Right. Usually. It kind of comes in. Yeah. I bust my phone out and I'm just. Oh, no, no, no. Just like voice voice recorder on the phone. Priceless. It's a Duncan classic. It's the best. Yeah, it's great. Mine, mine you can hit, you can save, uh, you can save like a setting. If you hit the button, it'll just email it. Oh right on! So I, so I email it all right to my to my thing. I actually update. I should I should be uh, truth be told. I updated it. <laughs> I send it to this like incoming folder on my Google Drive now. So like oh right on. So I just go blank because I don't have all these emails that I lose. That's smart. So everything just goes into this folder. Then when I when I come home, I'm like, oh, I want to just grab the shit and put it right into my DAW and just listen. That's beautiful. You're, you're gonna have to show me that setting. <laughs> yeah, but I love this idea. Right? Like you just have that fresh moment. Yeah. So yeah, it just it happens, and I mean, if you wait five minutes, and who knows, you get a call from someone, it's gone. So you just have to do it right then and there. Right. Right. And then you take that, and uh, sometimes the chords are I hear it in my head, but it takes a little bit of time to work it. This one was one of those it's a little difficult to to work the chords just right underneath that melody, mm. and then the rest kind of. You know where the song has to go, and it, and it happens. Well, you do, but yeah. <laughs> I do, I guess, yeah. Yeah. And so then the words come together after that. Yeah, usually. A lot of times with the random melody comes like one line. Right. And then, I mean, it, it's there. almost like the song has come to me, and I have to do the rest to finish the song. Mm. So that's what I do. I just uh, I just keep on writing on the same theme. Right on. And that's a pretty typical process for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Right on. So, all right. So, in this, so in the case of this piece, when did you think it sort of became something where, oh, you know, uh, you're relating it to a friend or that kind of thing? Or was that part of the original idea? Because this no, is a clear um, piece. This one, yeah. I don't, I don't need to there's, there's no, put together uh, a bunch of into this weird metaphors to try <laughs> yeah. to figure this out. No, I don't mean it's simple, but I mean, it just comes right across. Like, Sometimes well, we've done this a number of times. Sure. Sometimes the artist will get done with the the piece, and you'll be like, "Hey, what's that about?" And it's nothing to do with what I thought it was right. about, right? <laughs> which is also cool. It's a cool thing in its own oh, way. Yeah. But yeah, so when did this? You know, did you have that idea right off the top? No, because uh, the situations hadn't even unfolded yet. Right when the the original ideas came, that was probably uh, a couple months ago that I had right. the idea, and it kind of sat on my phone. Until I realized, oh, this is going to be, this is where the song's going to go. And that was four days ago that I wrote the rest of it. So it happened pretty quick. And uh, I, I mean, I'll probably rework some of the lyrics because it's so fresh. But that general idea of uh, like traveling on, keep moving on, 
like the the light and the dark, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it okay. So is this? Are, do you write all the time, or are you like I, writing for like a group of pieces? You know, how does that work? Usually, I get an idea for a few songs at a time, and then once those songs are done. I will expand on that idea until it becomes sort of a concept album. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's cool. No, I mean that's a big sentence. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so you like the idea? So you're you're actually focusing on sort of like a song arc while you're actually working on the on the pieces. Is that right? Tell me if I'm not. I'm not telling you. I'm asking. Not. You consciously but oh, yes yeah. oh that's <laughs> it, awesome it happens, <laughs> no that's awesome i don't mean for it to happen right on yeah wow so the songs kind of they go together or they relate to one another one even as you're yeah writing or working on them yeah and then a lot of times i'll write like five songs and then maybe hit some kind of a wall right and then i i look at the five songs picture them on an album okay this is going to be this concept for this album right where are there missing plot holes what can i fill in and then more songs come yeah and usually the ones that come later are the ones that i don't like as much really (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it seems like they're forced they don't just come to me it's like i'm forcing these songs basic i mean i try what i can but usually the early ones are the good ones and i try to space them out on the album i get it yeah so you have the inspiration but you're not. But you're having a, an inspiration for a number of things at one time, or or you have this inspiration. And you're applying it to a number of ideas. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, that's yeah. that's that. Yeah, that that's a little more complicated than than I would say typical. And uh, wow. And do you write by yourself? Do you always yeah. write by yourself? Um, well, now, you have a band I'm, too. Yeah, I'm right? also I play in a band called Down with Me. We yep. are from Dover. We're like a punk band. We also do like an acoustic thing too, though. So okay. at first we started acoustic. We were writing. So me and my buddy Ben, who Ben and I have played together forever, we started writing <laughs> some stuff and it became down with me. And then my buddy Greg, who I've also played with forever, mm-hmm. we all came together. And we're doing this acoustic thing, writing these songs. We're like, these songs are cool. Like we have these. We were each doing one different part, and when it all came together, it was like, yeah, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep doing this, write more songs. And then we were able to get a practice space where we could actually get loud. And we went there a couple times with the acoustic guitars, and I'm like, "Eh, we we should probably just get loud. So Ben, who I started writing these with, he was always like the drummer for my punk band in high school. So he got back on the drums on the guitar Greg got on the bass and we translated all those songs to punk songs oh okay so you took the the idea from the acoustic songs oh, and right. you just kind yeah. of it's it's like the same song clamped them onto a different with idea with the same chords and lyrics and everything but a total polar opposite and it's almost like the acoustic stuff that we do is sad about a situation and the punk stuff we do is angry about the same so you don't situation. play the same songs ah. In same both, songs. I mean, in both, no, you, but you do play the same we songs. We do, yeah. Interesting, but it I comes across, yeah, yeah, so it comes much. across yeah, right. very differently. <laughs> no, I mean, it's fun, and I think that's why dumb. it works it's well too. It's the same too, band, but it's down with, down with me, and down with me. Mm-hmm. 
I like this a lot. Originally, like, cool. originally yeah. we were going to have Down With Me as the sad acoustic stuff, and the polar opposite was going to be Up Against You. We don't want to have to like explain to everyone yeah. that we're the same band under two names. It's pretty high concept there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you writing the songs, or is that kind of group writing That's for that kind of stuff? Total group effort. Like uh, A lot of times, in the earlier days, we would write the songs together, and then like really focus like crazy sit sit down and okay this chord progression blah 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 and like where does it need to go hash it out like crazy every word but then later on we were realizing that we had a bunch of those songs and but we've also like there's so much more time that you spend by yourself than as a group just as a human <laughs> right and sure. so we all write songs and we all now just kind of bring those songs and we all learn them and it changes as we learn them and things change if they need to. And it's, it, it always evolves. And the first thing that we bring in there is never what ends up being on the record. So the piece that you wrote and that you just sang for us right now, that's a different concept. This is, this is a solo act thing. This yeah. is not, it's these things don't cross over as much. No, I always know with every song I write, if it's going to be, a down with me song or not or right um, one of my songs right and uh, I, I just know and I, I don't think this one will be a down with me song so where are you in the arc with that one was that one of those inspired songs yes yeah this so this one came like right into the sweet spot where i had like this cool melody that i was digging mm-hmm. didn't know what to do with and then i got this inspiration from the road trip traveling and whatnot and then like the hard times that my buddy's going through and it was like the perfect storm. It's like, oh, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it came together very naturally. So you, you, tell me if I'm wrong, but this is this this is part of a group of songs that you're working on right now. It is. Would you have another one that you want to pull out? And, you know, is there something that... Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got some songs. They're about, uh, about the road trip, traveling, that kind of stuff. It's your call. I mean, I don't want to put yeah. you oh, yeah, no. any more on the spot right. than this entire <laughs> podcast already does. I like being on the spot. All right. Well, That's then, yeah. The if you want to play then, another one, it would be cool to hear how you know how the arc works. You know, sure. Awesome. Right. So this is a, uh, I mean, kind of the same idea of traveling. Because so a little backstory for this song. Sure. Um, we uh, we went on this road trip, my wife and I, and w- on the way down, we hit rain from pretty much dover new hampshire to johnson city tennessee it's a lot like of rain non-stop rain and but we hit tennessee and like it was like we were in this like in a cartoon where it just follows you and then it stopped at the tennessee border <laughs> so okay. we hit tennessee and it was beautiful like blue skies beautiful state too tennessee green yep. hills and oh just very nice Beautiful country. I'm a huge fan of the nature and the outdoors. So yeah, that, that hit me pretty good, especially wanting that the whole time. And then it hit. So it's like this is beautiful. I'm gonna remember this. And then the rest of the song is kind of uh, writing itself about uh, again the same thing of some friends going through some some difficult times. But sometimes it feels like maybe I'm there for them a little too late. And uh, by the time I'm there to to talk it out with them. They're they're past it and talking just does more harm than good. Yeah. So, but but you always have that good old Tennessee sunshine to look yeah. at. Okay, I got you. <laughs> All right. 
Whenever you're ready. On the darkest day, I close my eyes. Go right back to the Tennessee sunshine. Music's playing while I ride. Hank's singing about the border. Big sky's blue and life's a little warmer. I can see you getting worried about me. You want to be my light through the darkest night. Can't you see that by the time you find me, you'll only blind my way through the brightest day? In the heaviest rain, I sip my glass. Tennessee whiskey carries me back to a day in the past. On the Tennessee border Big sky's blue and life's a little warmer I can see you getting worried about me You wanna be my light Through the darkest night Can't you see that by the time you find me You'll only blind my way Through the brightest day Oh, I can see Getting word about me You wanna be my light Through the darkest night Can't you see That when you finally find me I'll already be Back in Tennessee On the darkest day I close my eyes Go right back to the Tennessee sunshine I'm right such on. a fan of the turn at yeah, the end. Yeah, nice ending there. Yeah, you got me right out. Right? <laughs> so sweet. Wow. Slow down a little. Okay, yeah. so I got to hear a little more about how this, this comes together. Um, so some of your influences. Actually, uh, truth be told, when we, uh, when we uh, originally met you, you had talked to me about, uh, was it Marty... Marty Robbins. Marty Robbins, oh, right, boy. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Marty Robbins, right. But then you hit me to like his album where he's like, he's just looking like, he I don't know. like is like wearing a black suit with badass. a gun on a pink background. Yeah. <laughs> and it's called Gunfighter Ballads and Trail Songs. It's awesome. It's a great. And that's exactly what it is. It's a great album. Yeah, too. <laughs> oh, and I, of course, I, I, I'm stuck on my Spotify. And listen, yeah. So. Is that is? Tell me about some of your other influences. I mean, why 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 that night did you say, "Hey, man, you need to check this dude"? Or do you even because remember? I sensed <laughs> that you hadn't checked him out. And that it's you true. Because <laughs> I mean, true. so that night I, I think I played three songs of that open mic. I played a Johnny Cash song. Oh, I see. Okay. I played a Marty Robbins song and I played a Hank Williams song. Got it. Right. Everyone knows Johnny Cash and Hank Williams. Right. Marty Robbins kind of obscure, but very good. Yeah. Like he hasn't really stuck around through time as like a household name he was branded a little differently than the other two <laughs> yeah well it's it's weird because like his earlier days versus his later days it seemed like he changed a lot like early oh, he yeah. was like yeah. gunfighter ballads and trail songs and yeah. later he's like i'm wearing like fancy suits and like right 
just doing whatever. Yeah, your manager <laughs> is going to, you know, sure. at that time too, plus, you know, just keeping a record deal at that time. Was, oh, yes. Yeah. This is a long time ago. So, Absolutely. cool. So, but are, are you hearing those influences when you play now? I mean. Sometimes a little too much. Yeah? Yeah, yeah really? I think so. Like, uh, the first song was super Marty Robbins influence. Like, it's just that repetitive, blah, 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 blah. Like, it keeps going. Tells kind of a story. Mm. Marty Robbins, like, the older stuff, though, he does, it's very repetitive. Right. At first, it turned me off, but then I, like, when you sit and listen to it and it tells the story, it makes sense that it's repetitive because you need to focus on the story of the song. And then when something changes in the story, the music fits. Right. So that makes sense for that. But I think, like, this song... Um, I'm kind of, I would say I was influenced by like the uh, old Crow Medicine Show kind of yeah, bluegrassy sound. Yeah, that North Carolina, Tennessee, it, it, right in that. Yeah, you know, like it, you, it's, you feel it when you're there. It's and, funny because like I hate having to talk about this this way. It's we've been through this before with some right. of the other guests. It's like it's really hard to talk about music. We can go, oh, did you go to the four chord with the minor? Or we could do that. That doesn't make a That's lot of sense. That's what everyone wants to hear. No, I'm saying, <laughs> but, it's, but more importantly, it doesn't really answer anything. Right. That's like saying, what hammer did you use to build that barn sure. with? You know? I mean, it, the, the truth is, the easiest way to talk about a piece of music is to compare it with other pieces of music. Right. But at the same time, this doesn't sound like a bluegrass tune or a or a Marty Robbins song. That's not it. And it's easily misunderstood. It's it's not the point. I think if you listen to blues music, for example, you're gonna hear the, literally the same three chords over and over and over and over and over and over again. Great Does that chords. mean that they're not original? Well, the chord progression isn't original, right. but the sound coming out of the speakers is original as fuck. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's like that's the funny thing is we end up talking about this stuff in reference to other people, but realistically, that's I mean I don't want to I don't want to you know, please don't misunderstand. I'm not suggesting it sounds like no no that, I think right? it's it's great to do that because honestly, I think every songwriter musician has influences and of course, yeah. when you when you bring it up and let let them talk about it, it, it it's kind of like a compliment. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, but it's like your signature looks like your signature looks like your signature. You can do whatever the hell you want to. You can oh, put yeah. a little cowboy hat on it, but it's still going to look like your signature. You know, right? right. And well, in the I'm same, not playing a song, and you're like, oh hey, you are Marty Robbins. No, of course right. not. And so you could try to play it like Marty Robbins. It's still going to sound like you. Exactly. Yeah, but there is that. There's an element of that sort of deep shit. So how you how how long you've been doing this? You must have been doing this for a long time. How long, how old were you when um, you started playing the guitar? I was. 13, 14, border, right around that. Why? Why did you start playing the guitar? Uh, because because I had found some music that I really liked. I was like, I need to do this. Early, when I was young, I listened to Beach Boys a lot. Loved the Beach Boys. And then I went through this, like, didn't listen to any music for, like, five years. Really? Wow. And then I heard Blink-182. Ooh. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. what is this? And then Instant, I started yeah. going down the things, like, listen to Green Day, Blink-182, no effects, like this pop punk right, stuff. Right, and I was right. like, this kind of stuff, you know, they're saying what I'm feeling. I'm a teenager. The it's guitars perfect. are cool. <laughs> right. And then I, like, I look it up and, like, oh, according to people, like, 
I can do this. Yeah, you and totally so can. Yeah. I got a guitar for Christmas from my parents, and it was awesome. It was a BC Rich. What? Was it, was it awesome. a BC Rich? Was it a Warlock? I think it was a mocking. What? It, Mock. I don't remember. Was Warlock it a, was the it a ridiculous? A, was it a guitar. bitch? It was. Oh yeah, it wasn't a bitch, man. They had the bitch too. There B-I-C-H. is a mocking something. We're uh, we're not on the internet right now. We're we're keeping it pure today. But yeah, right. oh, sorry guys. Yeah, it's it is. It's, it was, it's, it's like a mocking that has, must have been pointy. Yeah. It though. has was it four pointy? points. It oh. didn't. There was one that had like the point and then the curve. Coming. Yeah, it oh. wasn't that one. It was okay. all I think that was Re- regular, very sharp. Bitch. Regular. It could have been a murder weapon if, if <laughs> you know if if I really wanted to be. It's the but, best. Um, I, yeah. I, so I started yeah. on that. It was cool. Yeah, cool guitar. Yeah. It only lasted for a year though, and then uh, went to. So and then the next year for Christmas, my parents traded that one in, and uh, of course, probably shelled out a, a bit of money. Right. And I ended Later. up with a Fender Telly. Wow. Oh, right on. Oh, yeah. I still Not have it bad. Today. Oh, good. Yeah. Boat neck, like big, chunky neck, the whole thing. Uh, no, it was uh, like a modern neck. Yeah, yep. modern neck, like a. Just the uh, the Mexican standard telly. Yeah, those are great. They're awesome. Yeah. I mean, people are like eh, it's like that make it whatever. Man. Fuck you. It's like twelve years old now, gorgeous. and it's just yeah. like I pick it up. I was like, oh, I I know this guitar yeah, better right. than yeah. I know myself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we 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 go down this with a bunch of with a bunch of the people that have been on the podcast. What's so really early on? Like, what was the first really the first music that you went out and bought yourself? I mean, did you ever buy music yourself, or was oh. it always just getting absolutely know, so? How did that work? Was it after you found Blink-182 or? Yeah, but I kind of. Like, because you had to say you were digging the Beach, Beach well, Boys, the, right? The Beach Boys, like, I, oh, I remember now the very first Good. thing that I bought myself. <laughs> and it was this thing where it was for school, like elementary school. Yes. You have to sell a certain amount of magazines or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I guess I didn't really buy. I mean, I did because they probably made you a earned bunch it, right? of money off the magazines I sold, but. uh Beach Boys Christmas cassette. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Christmas. Little Saint Nick. Yeah, I know. Little little Saint Nick, yeah. Do you have this, Briggs? Uh, No. I'm guessing not on cassette. Yeah, Yeah, not on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wow. Cassettes were also the man. So, how are you listening? Do you have like a cassette player in your room and that kind of thing? Or do you have to go in the living room and be like, quiet, everybody? Listen to my Beach Boys. No, it was was just kind of like a. Yeah. Communal. It's not like anyone hated the Beach Boys. I yeah. just put it in. It was, it was like, oh, it's the Beach Boys. Yeah. Again, the right. Christmas album in the middle of summer. <laughs> whatever, whatever I was doing. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, the way the family listens to music and the right. way you are and, you know, the influences that you have there. But so, wow. Right. So you really were on the Beach Boys, too. Oh, like, I had a band that was just three people with no instruments. And you say we were the Beach Boys Junior, and it was me, my buddy Aaron, my buddy Brett, and uh, I think one of us had a snare drum that was like a fake toy that didn't actually have a snare. And we were just like so into the Beach Boys, and like yeah, and it's cool because I still am into the Beach Boys. Still play. Did you guys like? Did you guys sing the try to like what? And did you sing the different Beach Boys parts? Yeah, and at at that point we could probably hit those Brian Wilson (laughs) highs. That's great. So. Let me say this again. I love I love band names. Beach Boys Junior. Beach Boys Junior. <laughs> very very original. Did you do any gigs with the Beach Boys Junior? Uh, no. Well, I think we like sat around on the playground at recess and like 
you know. Oh, this is really early Obviously, on. everyone is super... Bu- yeah, yeah, it was like... Yeah. I didn't even... I'd never even held a guitar or yeah, I touched a idea. guitar. That's so cool. Know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, how did... So, then you just ran that shit out until... Ran it in, out until, until I was sick of music. Yeah. And then Blink-182 Waited a bit along, and yeah. Blink-182 came along. What I was like Blink-182. What was that band name? Did you have a band then? Oh, uh, in high school? Yeah. I had a band. Yeah, it was called Short Term Memory. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, so it had started as my cousin and another one of my buddies. And they were running through some names at first. And they had some cool names. One of them was East Bay. But then they realized it was also a clothing mail order company. And like, yeah, we don't want (laughs) to. That's kind of boring and dumb. (laughs) And then the next one was Donut Cop. (laughs) Donut Cop. That's a great band name. That's pretty good. <laughs> Donut Cop. Donut Cop. Yeah, that's a good one. But then it settled into short-term memory, and it's like it's STM. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, those are good times. Did you too. do gigs like, with them? Oh, a lot of gigs, yeah. Really? We played a lot, yeah, up north, because I'm from up north in the mountains, so this was all up there. And we were playing a lot at like one little venue up there that was like a youth group kind of thing, and we kind of were there, and the, the ones that were like almost unacceptable behavior in a church setting. Very unacceptable <laughs> yeah. behavior. I mean, but we well, were playing our music and they knew that, you know, it was kind of like, oh, these guys are like punk rockers and this and that. And we played some shows and stuff. We played like a G.G. Allen death show. Okay, I was just going <laughs> to say, it couldn't be that bad. I mean, you didn't light anything on fire or whatever, but then you came up with the G.G. Allen death yeah, right? shit. <laughs> no, Beach like Boys of, Jr. For, for anybody G- who doesn't know, G.G. <laughs> Allen is a, a New England punk like icon yeah. he's one of the seminal like what you think iggy pops rough because he throws himself off the seminal stage. in every meaning of literally that literally the guy's like doing the most obscene things he can rolling in glass and shit and far oh, worse literally Terrible. glass he, and shit yeah shit he would literally he would he would defecate on the stage yes he and, would and like smear and like Things like oh, that. Oh, he was and all over the... No, hang on a second. Up and, no, ugh. true. We didn't yeah. do that. We didn't know. We, say, back up just <laughs> we were just playing the show. We were G.G. Allen Jr. Then, then, right? <laughs> just three, three guys singing with a snare drum rolling in shit. <laughs> um, so, you, so, so you were... But short-term... That wasn't short-term memory. That was short-term memory. Short-term memory, we played the G.G. Death Show. What does show, that like, mean? The G.G. So, Allen Death Show. So it was like the anniversary of his death. Okay. And... It was like a, I think it was, it was somewhere up north. I don't remember the town, but was this was not it was a around Do you remember the county? Area. It might have been Bethlehem. <laughs> I think it was a Bethlehem VFW, because of course it's at a VFW. And, the VFWs uh, are the best place to <laughs> yeah, play. Yeah. <laughs> and so we played, and we're kind of like pop punky. We're like it's like major chords, like they were gonna guess today's. Not quite, and like stuff like that, and uh, <laughs> that is and, very uh, <laughs> close to what I remember of Gigi Allen. But go but, on. Uh, so then we played early, and the guys that played later, you know, like his one of his bands, the Jabbers, played that night. So right. it's like one of the bands Gigi Allen played with. So it's a pretty big deal. Like there were a lot of people oh, there. Uh, no question, it's no, it's a big deal. Yeah. So uh, by the end of the night, there were like riots and cops, and like I was like. I need to get back yeah. to Gorham. Like, yeah, let's get out of here. Get out. Right. Like I didn't want to deal with it at the time. That's actually a very cool thing to do because you go in, you do the good shit, and you just ghost, and you're like, you guys can all deal with the whole jail time shit and all that. I'm not. I'm, I'm out of here. I mean, honestly, 
Yeah. Because I wasn't like into like the like bleeding on stage and shit and all over. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. right? <laughs> well, New England has this really interesting kind of flirtation with this idea. You know, I mean, there's definitely been punk bands. And Gigi Allen, I mean, like just pushed the whole thing over right yeah. over the edge, which is great. And talk about authentic, right? But, I mean, to this day, I mean, Scissor Fight just came back from a European oh, yeah, tour, right. right? Yeah. I mean, these guys have been doing New Hampshire, I, I certainly want to call it punk, but just sort of hardcore. Yeah, it's kind of hardcore, but well, you got to just see them. I mean, they got their they own do, thing. Yeah. I, I lo- <laughs> let's put it this way. I'm intimidated by all of them, so let's let them decide what they want <laughs> yeah, to be right. called, okay? Scissor Fight, man. Doug Aubin yeah. is singing now. With I know this. And Doug Aubin is from, like right in my same hometown area. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah. like, know him through, like, mutual friends and stuff. Yeah. And I found out that he is, like, you know they make targets, like, that you shoot at that are, like, the bad guy with, like, the gun? Oh, you mean, right. You mean just, you mean like a people actual, who make ammo sure. make those targets. Yeah. yeah, they make, like, the zombie target or the... He's he's on a target. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually know what you're talking model. about. Yeah, he's one of the models, yeah. So like, but they have, like, funny. a scissor fight. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Beauty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking so classic, every, right? Everyone there. who's it's not crazy, in New England you know? has no idea what just happened, but yeah, a lot of guns around Suffice here. Suffice it to say, it's <laughs> awesome. It was weird because one of my buddies um, was like hanging out with someone and they were like shooting guns and they're like, oh, let's shoot these targets. And they like, the target pops up and he's like, yeah, man, I'm not going to shoot that because that's my buddy and I'm afraid next time I see him, I'll just draw. <laughs> I don't think that's actually going to happen. Probably not. <laughs> yeah but so scissor fight and and there's been a bunch there's a ton of punk bands i mean sure. and plus it goes all the way out on the pop punk kind of thing so bruisers. like yeah absolutely bruisers right look at uh um look at my, my friend uh tim mccoy right and so he's been through a bunch of you know heavens to murgatroyd sure. and paper cuts and all right. these kind of things right now he's playing with watts which i think is as close to what you'd call like a pop punk band as you possibly could be you know they sound sort of like I don't know. It's hard to hard to describe, but for me, sort of like that. Definitely got the punk thing. Definitely got that sort of post punk thing. Also have this kind of cheap trick thing going at the right. same time. Really great band, right? So, yeah, that shit just lives. But there was this place around here, the Elvis Room, right? Did oh. you have anything to do with the Elvis Room? No, that was uh, yeah. It probably my misses time. your yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. This is it was run by you, was you like, know. I, I know the Bruisers did a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I don't want right. yeah, to. Yeah, I don't want to turn into the same story over and over again. But, <laughs> but the Elvis Room was just this magic place where punk bands could play, and acoustic back could play, and ska bands anyone could play, play and that, anybody yeah. could play. But it had that vibe, and it had that communal thing. The underage people, it was like underage shows all the time. Right. Right. Spaghettios. Everybody goes in and goes, you lost me on that one. Is they that a band? Spaghetti. No, food. The, oh, that's right. That's right. That's shit. right. They had yeah. the spaghettios. They spaghettios. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Right. Plus, they had like these, uh, they had these books that everybody would sign. It was like really early on before Hipster was hip, you know, and <laughs> and then this this random act of violence happened to one of the uh there's two women who ran it and uh she was just like fuck this shit and they really? closed it down and boom you know shit. it's probably it's a little more complicated than that but that was that's the, yeah, the precious and no, i didn't know that yeah the whole thing was run on love it was run on love it was run love for the outcast and love for the for the punk love yeah, for the awesome yeah. i'll love and all you know, it takes is one yeah. hater yeah no no televisions in that club right you know and in fact they had all those it's all good because I hate sports. All those TVs <laughs> that were all like like busted out and right. they could put they paint them and shit, you know. 
yeah, it was that place. And then the funny thing is you get people who are totally, you know, down with the sports thing would just go in there and then just be not that for that night. It was right. a real special oh, yeah. place. But yeah, anyway, so the New England punk scene's definitely been a thing. Now it carries out through uh what's the uh is it Red Alert Skates uh yeah, skate we, shop? Yeah, we, yeah. we played there. Have you played times, there? Yeah. Can you talk about that for a sec? I mean, oh, is there a I mean, punk way, right now? Is there like a more through the punk scene? I mean, that's my quite little bit connection. To there's, there's, I mean, there's a lot of punk bands out there. When we play at Red Alert, we're usually playing. Uh, one time we played with OC Forty Five, right, and a Minor Revolution. Yep, um, and they are both awesome. <laughs> and there's no better place to play with them because. It's like people skateboarding around. It's like, this right. is what punk rock is meant but, to but be. But to, to, to paint the picture a little more, it's not like just this skateboard park. It's kind of this thing where it's you kind of, it's indoor. like a skate shop, but you kind of have to go in and get into the skate park part. You yeah, know, you. Right? so you walk in and you walk through like the store, I guess. Then you get in there and it gets like loud. You hear just like, like the skateboard sounds. Like, yeah, yeah. man, this is cool. And they set up like on one of their... So part of their little course is like blocked off where you you would normally go up like a quarter pipe <laughs> or it's right. it's different on your side. Yeah, right. You get a quarter pipe and then like a flat ramp or something. But then the bands are up there. And so it's cool because like right where you're playing to the left of you is like their like bowl. So there's people skating around in the bowl and then to the right there's like this like big like quarter pipe kind of thing that goes up really high so people are like really getting up there and you're just it's, it's a lot of energy and so, i'm watching what you're doing i mean like you're love like, the that must have been amazing to like play oh, while yeah. everybody's skating and you're just yeah. feeling that and uh fucking uh, vibe yeah another time we played there with like band like 30 silver boston uh all right jr we're, we're coming from uh, uh like pretty far like one of those like middle of the eastern state i forget, I forget. we played a lot of shows but uh Everyone has a great time there, man, because how can you not? And the guy that puts it on is wicked cool, and everyone's just having a blast, skating, listening to music. People are there to either do one or the other or both, and uh, a lot of energy in there, and did, which is great for a punk show. Do they have like a PA set up? Or oh, you? well, I think uh, I think they kind of bring in the PA from outside. I know last, right. last time... AJ from a minor revolution brought like his PA and right. stuff. So I think it's always like one of the bands has something and they, they set it up. Right. Yeah. It's, well, it's not time. that big a place. So you can probably right. get away with vocals and maybe a kick drum mic or something. Right. You don't have to mic. Yeah. Some of, up, some of right. us are a little crazy though. And like to put a mic on everything. <laughs> really? So yeah. Okay. So even with a little PA, you're just going to mic everything up. But yeah, Briggs, we were talking about like that vibe of playing while everybody's skating and like it's happening right on the left and right. Cause they're, they're up. Right. higher right and there's like a a bowl you know and the yeah, whole yeah. thing and you were just saying that that, that was, was just must have pretty been, cool yeah just dropping it down are you familiar with the damn garrison uh we share a practice space with the damn ah, garrison. There you and go. chad cuts my hair does he oh he does that's, wow. that's why it looks so damn good he's <laughs> right on chad's a monster man yeah, yeah chad's man. the drummer for the damn garrison he is that's a great yeah. band yeah, let me. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm sorry. I put it on Chad here, but uh, I told Chad he was the first person I told apart from Briggs. Briggs and I were talking about doing this podcast. I'm like, Chad, I'm sitting in his chair. I'm like, we're doing a podcast. He goes, cool. What's it about? I'm like, people are gonna come on. They're gonna do one, 
original something that nobody's ever heard, something unpublished, and we're going to talk about it. He's like, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> he kept cutting my hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look what that happened. sounds exactly like Chad. Look what happened. Like a year later, this has been. He convinced you. Know, you. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he convinced me. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> but yeah, maybe if, if Chad could play the acoustic guitar, we'd have him on the podcast. Maybe we'll have a damn garrison. Maybe podcast. you could just have him drum. You know what would be really fun? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just as a heads up for people, we're going to be dropping a, a trailer at Harmonium uh, Fest coming up in uh, Stratford. This is in the beginning of July. Sorry, I'm cutting into your, your uh, podcast. No, no, I'm, to do I'm a little promotion here. very interested right now. And uh, so Briggs and I are, uh, got a trailer together. We're going we're gonna to drop a trailer there. And so the, the, the acts that are actually on the show, if they like, can come over and just come over and play something and whatever. We're just going to see. what It's going to be a little more free form, see how right. it goes. Yeah. That sounds great. Uh, everything that comes in will end up going out as a part of the podcast. We're just trying to, you know, open up this idea and and share it. It's because it's never been. It's not about me. It's not about Briggs. It's about you guys, right? It's about the music. And um, maybe that would be a cool idea too. You know, I mean, to go out to uh, to the skate shop and uh, and if you guys have one right. of those, because oh, let's face reality, awesome. like a lot of the times these shows may have four three or 12 bands right <laughs> i mean 12 is accurate right? you know what yeah. i'm saying right oh yeah and that'd be you fun right like i don't know how to handle it you don't really want to take the stuff that's off the stage but anyway it's just something if you if you're into this man that might be something Absolutely. we can put together i mean uh last time i was there i recorded our set <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> yeah why yeah. not right it's just more of a like a you go play and we'll talk kind of thing you know what i mean right, like yeah. so i think it's, it's when people get off the stage you know they're gonna they'll everybody's amped you know how that is and you, plus you just set up a, a little booth in the car man yeah well that's the <laughs> thing that's and, the only place you can get right. away from the sound of the boards and the music well in there. you don't really have to though you know what i mean it's okay right. to just talk too so anyway we'll is figure it, okay it out to yell though yeah 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 is yeah, it okay a, oh, of you tell me it's okay <laughs> yes yeah it is, it is yeah, okay there you go. go i just did it and, and nothing totally. bad happened so Bringing it back around to what you were doing, how do you how are you balancing like these two things? Like you have this this punk thing, right? Where does this next thing come from? How did the solo thing come together? The acoustic thing. It's kind of it's always been there. Uh, I think the if anyone hasn't heard of it, the RPM challenge is like a month of February. Yeah, right record an album you don't have to like write the whole thing but like new stuff you mm. record the album and it's like this crunch shortest month of the year right and then deadline like before march 1st you put it out there yeah we've and had a it's number really of, awesome a number of acts have talked about it so it's that what is it 30 minutes or 10 songs right yeah right oh, did i get the right did i, get the I right? think it's 35 30, minutes. 35 minutes yeah. Or 10 songs, yeah so i've done that since 2012 and so i'll I'm sorry, I'm getting a little Take your time, off topic man. No because rush. it leads into Good. it. So right on. Before 2012, before the RPM, I had I had put out um, let's see, three singles. We'll call them, which had two songs apiece. So going like old school single, but still just putting as, it on iTunes as Jimmy Gray, <laughs> right. as Jimmy Gray. Yes, right. as me. So this was before the band. The band started in 2014, I think. Uh, keep the story going. We don't so, take a long. No, I don't want to take a long side. But how did you record those? Did you go to the studio? I've always recorded stuff. I started recording when I got my first guitar. Pretty much, I got a 
So I got <laughs> I got the BC Rich for one Christmas gift. Bitch. Then I got the Telly for another <laughs> Christmas gift. Yeah. And then I got a Fostex MR8 there digital recorder. The next year. So uh so then that became like me and my buddy Derek going into his pool room and just recording all this stuff under the band name Smooth Deuce. <laughs> wow. Wow. And it was Smooth it was like Deuce. No, no, no. Hold Let up. me yeah, enjoy yeah, this. Yeah. Smooth Deuce. <laughs> Were you aware of the of the complicated nature of what that brings forward in my mind? Do you guys yes. have any merch? Uh, well, if you came up so with a, if you we, came up with a never smooth did, t-shirt, I never will give you merch. money. Smooth but, uh, thongs. So I had I last year I found all the old recordings and put them like I put all my stuff onto my phone and I like to have it in albums with artwork. So it's like smooth, smooth deuce. deuce. I'm gonna put it all together and I'm gonna call the album Ace. And the oh artwork is going to be a toilet paper roll that's untouched. Just aced the smooth <laughs> Ace is a smooth dude. Oh, I got to tell you, man, we <laughs> hear a lot of great early band names. That smooth is, Deuce is that, good. That it is, was a two-piece. <laughs> <laughs> that's a top Zing. three. That's a top three yeah. right there right now. That could, it, be, it, that could be a contender. Might be top Shipment. number two. It could be a... Co- <laughs> it gets yeah, even better, no. though, because we were playing punk stuff then. Right. And then we kind of went separate ways and i joined up with like short-term memory and we did that but then me and the same dude Derek, got back together and started writing like more like acoustic like kind of like right we called it the smoothest deuce okay all right well <laughs> and then i think you took it to its <laughs> logical end exactly right it's, it's exactly come to, it's come to where it needed to be there yeah. um so but but so you were recording on that on the so those first things that went out to itunes did you record them yourself you record them so you go to the studio Sorry, I, I, that that'd be skipping ahead. So the uh, sorry, go ahead, the early on. stuff on the little Fostex MR8, yeah. we started doing that, and I thought like I never had thought about like music production being a thing, like a, that people have full time jobs that is that like you, it's a skill. It's important. I thought like oh now I have a microphone and a thing, I can put it in the room, and I'm going to have a perfect sounding recording. And right. That, yeah. I mean, it doesn't take long to figure out that that's total bullshit (laughs) yeah bring bring sort of looking over here like so i've been one of those dudes that's been recording and mixing and producing and mastering for almost my whole life and almost to a person when you get when you're doing this for 20 something years you're going back to just give me a fucking microphone (laughs) i don't (laughs) care who cares about all the right because you can do that i mean we can all do that now after a while you do it for a long enough time you can get it sound like fucking well almost like still it's okay because the players are sound like (laughs) yeah sure but if they played like that you're giving it right but in the end it's like funny because there's this arc where in the end you're like yeah okay great Cool story, bro. You got a grace. You got the U87 <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. into the grace. You got a, yeah. oh, you got oh the old school shit. Oh, look at all that shit in your rack. And the truth is, cool, nice. Can cool. we just get sure. this? Yeah, man. I got, I yeah. got like, I got a bunch of stuff. I got, I a, guess what I'm saying, I got a U47 clone. I'm saying what and I'm saying is those early recordings were probably right. pretty good. Yeah, like they probably just needed to be mastered. Oh more no, than they were else. really bad. Too. I but don't it's know, like, man. We, it was I'll like, tell oh, the little 15 watt PV practice amp. Oh, but there's something it's sweet about that laser sound that goes directly into your brain. The laser sound. So it doesn't sound like Blink 182. That's what's so cool right no but no, i mean it, it wasn't terrible it sounded 
That's you could it. you could like pick out the drums like we would here's what we we would put that thing had a built-in microphone i love this like thing. shit i so, love board mixes we would i love it. like when someone grabs their phone and puts it up in front of you too i'm like that sounds fucking great <laughs> it's true it's true because oh, yeah. you feel like you're there right, right. Well, i mean obviously you know this right. i also love bjork too so i mean there's like i can right. totally <laughs> argue the other side of this argument too but Anyway, continue. Yeah, so, I mean, so, it, it didn't take so long. So, did you start collecting equipment? Is that what happened? Oh, I, it's it's a. You're still I, doing I, it. Yeah. I think it's a disease. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like I mean, a problem. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I. You know, I'm not too crazy, but, but yeah, I've always been collecting equipment. But at first, it was like it took like two tries of recording live in a, a yeah. untreated room, and then right. it's like, there, well, whoa, let's whoa, bring whoa. it. Okay, you just yeah. said the word untreated. <laughs> yeah. See now. We're in here right now. Uh, what we're hearing on our headphones, we're hearing all the mics open. But when we actually put this down, no, the room is treated. It is. Look I can around. See the yeah, Fair I can and see the absorptive panels. Yeah, and so that's some nice the thing. Everybody's all like, "Oh, I'm going to blow twelve hundred bucks on this mic," and they're in the wrong room. If you're in a good room. And Everything the, sounds right. good. Well, we're, we're recording on 58s right now. These are $100 mics. Not only that, but usually a high-end condenser mic is going to pick up even more right. of the bad room. Given <laughs> that you're in a fantastic room, <laughs> given that you know what you're doing. Yeah. Wait, let me, let me finish since we brought it up. Given that you have a good mic preamp. Given that you have a good analog to digital converter. Then, given you have a mixer that or knows... Or reel-to-reel machine. Uh, well, of course. And then if you given given that you have a mixer that knows what the hell they're doing, then given that you have a decent mastering pre-master, meaning like you don't EQ all the shit and you don't compress all the shit and you don't put too much reverb on the shit, <laughs> then you bring it to someone who knows what they're doing with mastering, then it's great that you had that U87 in the first right. place. But all you have to do is have a shitty room. What I was going to say was in our in our headphones right now, we're hearing all the mics open. But when I go and pop the podcast, I'm going to just turn all the mics that are not on so we won't hear this. We won't hear that room sound. Right. Like right now, People we can... going to going to have no idea what they're not hearing right yeah, now. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> throwing no, that no, he, Jimmy's dead on. Like, we can hear the right. trucks going by sure. and all that shit. None ducks. of that shit's going to be I on. Yeah, there was some sort of bird. Yeah, there was some bird. Right well, I think we're going to hear a little... Might hear some train. To be honest. The train. To be honest. I, the train, I like really the train. Wait, we're going to hear the ducks because these condensers were open still for the, the ring out. The little birds at the end yeah. of that first tune... Jimmy, I like I them. love that shit. I man. mean, it's it's like that is my were, favorite thing. They were plotting. Yeah. Well, you know I'll, why? Because we're in a barn, <laughs> and there's some birds that land on the side of the barn up there, and they were tweeting, and I love that. That's what happened they when you just sang that phones, song, putting it out there. Yeah, there was no other time this was going to happen that way, man. I love it. I really, honestly, I really, yeah, I, I, think I do. Great. I, I, I heard it happen, too. and I was like, yeah, right on. That's the way it should be. You don't want to take that again. Another random little thing with that. Like, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of. I like to, I would say I'm a hobbyist of a photographer and yep. video dude. So uh, I got a decent little camera set up. I like to set it up and do like acoustic videos like out in the woods and stuff. So like I'll bring my guitar somewhere where you're normally really, not going to get really like, like this idea, like good audio. And I have like this little portable recorder. So before I'd say, uh, let's say uh, a couple of years ago in last year, I was doing it with one of these little Tascam recorders and it's yeah, got beautiful. two Omni capsules. Yeah, got it. So it's picking up a lot of sounds, picking up everything 
equally that's yeah. coming in from all directions. To to the listeners, you're also picking up the wind, you're picking up the birds, you're picking up somebody going by, a, yeah. tra- so a like, plane goes overhead. Yeah, I'd right. put like a little like windscreen over it. So you mean a, wind's- dead, a dead cat? Yeah, dead cat. A dead I mean, cat. <laughs> a dead cat's I would, I would a word just, for that just, fuzzy uh, little thing you see in in the uh, uh, when you're watching like a sitcom being made. You ever notice the microphone has this big fuzzy thing on it? Everybody calls it a dead cat. It's not the nicest name, but that's what everybody calls it. And it's not actually a dead cat. Just no. throwing that out there too. It's a live cat. A, but a dead cat would completely not stop. <laughs> it's a live cat. It moves yeah. around. You can hear it's it true, sometimes right. when it moves. Right. No, but it's uh, just it's just a bunch of uh, fake fur that's that that catches the wind before it hits the microphone. Yeah, and. Uh, so I, I bring these mics out and stuff, and, and lately I figured out I can plug in, like, I do, like, a SM57, SM58, one on guitar, one on voice. Very basic microphones, and it sounds nice and crisp. And I can just go into the middle of the woods with that. But one time, I went, and there was the 4th of July carnival in my hometown. And I was playing a song about the 4th of July carnival, and, like, the old days and things changing and what's coming and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. One of those songs. You can see what's going on. Of course. And yeah. uh, so I'm playing, and it's like, you picture like a chord progression. like, and, But then there's this wind chime and like a carnival ride in the background. It wait, just, wait. The perfect Where did time. the wind chime come from? I honestly don't know. I was you close to a train was... station. Oh, Jesus. I was sitting yeah. in the wood piles of like the, the cross slats of like a train it's rail. Be, it's the beginning of a... I was sitting on those, playing the song about having been sitting on those the night before watching the fireworks. I still had the carnival going, and I think the train station must have had some wind chimes. So I'm playing, it's like, and when the carnival left, we felt empty inside. And then it just goes, like the the wind chime, and then the people screaming on the zipper, like in the back. I'm like, oh my God, dude, I wish I could add that into the actual recorded version, but sometimes just things happen. You already have the actual recorded version. That's it. Well, eh, the rest is kind of bad sounding. Like it's not a very crisp. Yeah. It's not album. Sounds bonus like track. something that needs bonus to be picky. It needs sounds to come like a out bonus track. Yeah, it sounds the way it is. I mean, all our myself recreate. included, everybody Just, is yeah. is has a difficult time parsing what actually really good really is. You know? Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah. Can I? You can mention something about so my most recent album, an RPM Challenge album. It's called Morning, Night, and Day. This is something you've already done. Came it's out. Done. Yeah. And uh, it's Great. the first it time a- for my solo stuff that I've ever had something professionally printed. I Beautiful. was very happy with the album. What do you mean professionally printed? Like CDs. Okay. Like send them off to someone, get like a bunch, got like a hundred, order like a hundred and like. There's nothing like having those artifacts and, in and your sell hand. sell them right. and stuff like that and yeah. like try to maybe make some money off the music at shows like and get that out there and to just have it in my hand. It's yeah. Like, yeah. That's the best part of it, right? Yeah. Well, but I mean, if you love those artifacts, there are definitely people that love artifacts. I mean, yeah. I'm super cynical about selling music, but <laughs> but the idea is, I mean, no one's arguing that the, the that in reality, if someone loves what you're doing, they're probably, and they make money, you know, and they have some money, right. they're probably going to be looking for a way to, be part of your world. Like they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna say, yeah, give me a bunch of these, and I'll give them to all my friends for Christmas or right. whatever. I don't know, right. but they're just, it. You're almost giving someone an excuse to go out and give you some sort of love in the only way they can, which is like fucking pulling out their wallet because they're not musicians, you know. And, right. 
that's a beautiful thing. But I also do, all joking aside, I do believe that that there is something special. Obviously, I'm a fucking musician. I love the artifact of those recorded things. Whether they have value in today's marketplace or not is kind of irrelevant to that. Right. That's look at what vinyl is, and look sure. at all, and even kiss, fucking cassettes yeah. are coming back. It's like <laughs> cassettes right, have never really gone because, away. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that there's proof that the that the the listener is not really interested in the quality of the sound as much as they are interested in the artifact of that moment of and that part of, of the that experience. Yeah, too, it's right? experience. Right. Like, yeah, Briggs and I have been talking. I have a with, large eight track collection. Yeah, I know. That's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, he's not fucking around, right? It's, and it's totally stupid, but it's, it's awesome gorgeous. and I like it. No, so no, how it. is that stupid? And you don't need to say that. Fucking A-Tracks are the best, man. You throw that in and every chick wants to get into your fucking Corvette, man. They're like, it is in summer? That is right. Yeah, you no, listen to good. Your ha- you got Paul Anka singing Have Him No, my fuck that. Baby. I have good titles, man. <laughs> I don't do the Paul That's Anka shit. the thing about telling you. <laughs> No, I mean you can. No, all joking aside. I mean, I obviously you have good stuff like it, bring through the desert with a horse, but no. No, name. come on, man. No, I, I, no, I, I mean, I David like, Gates and bread. No, wasn't that America? <laughs> the Beach Boys. <laughs> no, uh, I'm just throwing. No, I, I know exactly. Beach Boys. Yeah, Fuck that, sure. right? This comes around because Beach yeah. Boys on the eight track. It's pretty yeah, good. I mean, endless summer yeah. for sure. That's the um, fucking. Yeah. That is. I mean, the, everyone has but, that on but every. Yeah, format, the, I, but. the I. The I. But the I. I mean, I don't want to talk no, too much yeah. about her idea. But yeah, I love the idea that there's like a, a real artifact for the. By the way, uh, uh, Jimmy's being super professional on this podcast. Yeah, he is so professional. Jimmy's going to take a leak, but don't, <laughs> but don't <laughs> tell him. him that I, don't tell him that I said that. I won't that. tell him because <laughs> he'll find out. Yeah, on the he'll podcast. Man, how fucking Jimmy, man. Yeah. <laughs> bringing it he is just knocking this shit Some out high concept shit i wanted to ask him about um please yeah do. i mean i guess i'll just yeah, wait I'll just about, do it, but about his band situation i have a question yeah well we when we saw him yeah he immediately came over and was like dude you're gonna totally dig this guy and he pulled out and i'm, I'm like he showed me on his phone marty robbins i'm like yeah. okay cool so i grab my phone between acts right and i'm looking and i'm going god damn this marty robbins is the fucking shit right really really cool like i think it kind of fits in with the um do you know like uh, uh morricone and like yep. spaghetti westerns sure. right um like that once upon a time in the west kind of feel where okay, it's like yeah. definitely cowboys you right. know definitely but at just like a good star wars movie there's only one girl in sure. the entire movie <laughs> in the entire universe there's only one black dude in the entire universe right it's like early spaghetti western kind of feel right and then super stylized, like right, really right. heavy, you know, uh, once you start, well, that's my, by the way, that's one of maybe definitely top three of my of movies of all time is Once Upon a Time in the West. Yeah. We were saying about how that carries around to that Marty Robbins kind of like styled kind of, it's authentically still got the country thing. It's got the rockabilly thing. It's got all that seminal feel. But it's stylish at the same time. There's like an angle to it that's not Willie Nelson. You know what I'm saying? It's a right. different kind of approach that you end up in the same train station. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> it's it's kind of like you used to hear the term country and Western more than you do now. It's just country. But I think they generally fall under the same category. Or they should, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, definitions are, are going to be whatever 
people like, perceive them same, as, you know, I feel like, like freedom or something like that. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, nowadays when people yeah. say country, they're talking about pop music, you know? Yeah, they're so going to kind of they're a gonna, different thing. They're going to picture Martina McBride as much as they're going to picture Willie Nelson. Sure. As they're, they're going right. to picture, you know, some trio of unbelievably good looking people playing <laughs> folky instruments and yeah, singing with in a twang. perfect auto tune. Right. You're like, wow, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. I'm not cheating on all oh, of no. the very good-looking people that play folky <laughs> music. Only just a bunch of them. They usually named a band name, which you're gonna forget because I've forgotten. Sure. Or I would call them out every now and then. There's obviously great examples of 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 greatness, but do you you were gonna you were gonna talk to uh, to Jimmy about his band? right? Oh yeah, I just had a question. So you have like the kind of the you know the the acoustic and the punk version, and yeah. you were talking about recording. Do you guys record both versions? Yeah. Do you know so, what I mean? So, so we have, we started out, our first release was four song EP. And it had four songs on it. Sure. <laughs> As Fair enough. I might have guessed before. that. Yeah. And uh, so then we, that was the acoustic thing. And then we put out the electric album. How many which, songs? 10 songs. Okay. And three of the four songs from that ended up on that album. Okay. As a different version like totally different punk electric this and that the other song that was one of the four didn't make it because it's like you can't it just didn't it, work. you can't do it fast it, it had its own place and there's gotcha. definitely songs like the punk versions that would never have an acoustic version too but the next album we're going to be starting to record it pretty soon here and uh it's probably going to be close to 15 tracks and a mixture of new punk songs new acoustic songs Old punk songs worked into acoustic versions. So and, uh, all on that, one album. Yeah, we're oh, gonna okay. try to make it work like with the, uh, with flowing between, like not gotcha. like split it up, but see see if we can make it work to all like combine together and have like that kind of dynamics that you you don't really see too much right nowadays. On. I mean that that some of that stuff still exists. Oh yeah, right? I'm just but, saying. Yeah, I mean, you still see it. Just sure. Not, too much i just didn't know how separate the the acoustic versus the punk rock was oh we like we never at a show will do both okay we're pretty much either one or the, the show is either gonna be venue. acoustic or yeah punk yeah based on what it is yeah but we're thinking like the album but there's slightly like there's some sort of venn diagram of certain songs work with the acoustic certain yeah, songs work with the punk and yeah. some of them can you can do both with right i guess that's what i was trying to get and, uh, at i didn't know if it was oh, like yeah, a sorry. one-to-one thing you know oh what I mean? no i think uh now we're leaning more towards like more punk stuff than right acoustic on. and at first it was the other way and who knows what the future may bring cool and uh i just didn't know how deep the concept went you know what i mean it was kind of like one of those concepts that we never thought about. Gotcha. It's just like, oh, it's yeah. there. Well, let's, let's plug in and be loud it. and play our <laughs> songs, and then it sounds cool that way, too, kind of thing. Right, yeah. And then, I mean, the rest is history. <laughs> I guess so, huh? Well, there's an amazing freedom right now where, you know, you look at people like uh, Fodder John Misty or, um, who you know, I think it was a, he was in Fleet Foxes, I think. Correct, or yeah. He was a drummer, right? Or somebody, I think he was a drummer. Or whatever, I don't know what he did in it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 2017. There is no such thing as an album. I mean, it's only an album because you call it an album. Right. And it's just because on Spotify, you stop listening here, you know, more than any. But even then, but you're you not going to. You can still put to. out singles all wait, day wait, wait, long. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm not shitting on the idea of an album. What I'm saying is, though, is that now you have the freedom to do 
kind of whatever you want here. Right. You can have 45 minute song, a 45 minute long song. It doesn't, there's no radio. There's no, you got to have it two and a half minutes because it's like, obviously, you know, if you're going to go down with a punk aesthetic, there's, there's a certain, if you choose to fit within that aesthetic, I mean, this song is going to be relatively short. They're right. going to be kind of straightforward. You're not going to be singing about your fucking cats and plants. You know, you're going to be kind of <laughs> doing your thing. Right. But, what I'm saying is that that's what's neat about this. I mean, Jesus, look, uh, who who could be more iconic than uh, Henry Rollins as far as a punk singer? Right. And the guy just goes around and doing does poetry all the time. And yeah. I love every minute of it because it's not just poetry. What he's doing is extending that aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Into it's, like, it's amazing. It's if you haven't seen him do his thing, because it's not even really poetry. It's more I, I like know. him exactly. just like talking Sorry. about shit. But <laughs> right. if you get a chance to see him do whatever yeah. the fuck it is, like yeah. see it, it's I fucking mean, and, awesome. And is it stand up comedy? Nah. Is it poetry? Nah. Is he? Is it? It doesn't even fucking. Yeah, rhyme. but is it not any of that stuff? Nah. Right. You know? That's the thing. And so my point being that in 2017, you could do the same thing with the recordings. Right. I mean, fucking. Uh, what's his name with the uh, with the. You know, uh, with the hotline bling. Jesus. Drake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His new album isn't even an album. It's basically like a mixtape of a bunch of shit that he put together. I mean, it's cool if you're into that. But, I mean, he's. it's not like, hey, let's get a band and go to the studio right. and make 15 songs it's and just, release them. Here's the thing with a bunch of right. shit. Yeah. yeah do and what it, you want. And I love this. I mean, I really do. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what Tom York's going to be. You know, Tom York's a... Uh, 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 scoring uh, the remake of Suspiria, which is like oh, no way. my number one oh, favorite no. horror film of all time. Shit. Which which means I did number not one, know that. I oh. hate that they're remaking it. There's right. no reason to do that at all. No. So I guarantee you I'm going to hate it. And there's but, no reason to redo the music either. Right. But <laughs> if you're going to remake it, at least you can get Tom York to do Fair it. Fair enough. And I don't think it's because he's just jealous of Johnny Greenwood either. But whatever. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can't no, wait fine. to hear that uh, because yeah. that, to be honest, I'm going to be like, Fuck the film. I just want to hear yeah, the like, soundtrack. What the fuck, right? Because now that's like my version of something that I'm compelled to hear. Whereas before, I can't see I'm going to go out and buy a vinyl record of the soundtrack to Tom York doing the Junior, upcoming sure. remake of Suspiria. You know what I mean? It didn't even make Suspiria any sense. Suspiria Jr. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Suspiria Jr. I'm sorry. We're, uh, we're riffing on you right now, uh, oh, no. Jimmy. But the idea <laughs> is I love, the, uh, I love this new freedom everybody bitches about the music industry you can't make money i understand that but there's an, another shoe that's dropping at the same time which you can do whatever the fuck you want and everyone is out there listening i mean my spotify is fucked up this yeah. stuff that comes over that spotify <laughs> is amazing i had no idea like that the isley brothers i'm gonna say covered Ohio by Neil Young, or did Neil oh, Young weird. cover? I don't know. The no, Isley Brothers yeah. wrote a lot of songs yeah, right? that other people sure. covered. I don't know. I'm mean, sorry. I apologize. I don't know. But I mean, either way, to there's them that version sing, of them. You know, I'm like Isley's like knocking oh, this down, right? You know, and so what I'm getting at is that you have this super freedom right now. In, absolutely you don't have yeah. to fit into these silos anymore and you know i i love that idea and i do think that there is money in the music industry there is it's different because it used to be you would have these big bands more of the big bands making like a lot of money and now it's more like you get 
a little bit of money here and there, but there's more little money for little guys, it seems. Yeah, well, people, I mean, you're, you've been around doing this for a while. People romanticize the idea of what it was like to be in the music industry before. Everybody thinks that they're the best thing in the world, and everybody thinks that they can totally do what anybody else does, but they can't. They are not the best in the world. Most musicians are great but they're just not going to compare to many of the major acts that have been around for a million years the reason why all the bullshit aside the rolling stones are still the rolling stones <laughs> because they're doing something that even their close imitators like um not imitators but even people who are let's who's someone who can kind of do what the stones does uh black crows right sure not they're not imitating the stones but they have those, no, it's those a similar angles. sort of vibe still great not the Stones. It's right. There's just another piece of magic that's happening with that band. Anyway, the point I'm making is, 20 years ago, you didn't get on the radio. Right. That's it. So, sure, didn't if happen. you were in the, in the loop, if you broke in and you were there, then, yeah, you make a million bucks selling your CDs. But nobody who wasn't on the radio was making a million bucks selling the CDs. And now people are bitching, I can't sell my CDs. Well, dude, you were going to make like four grand a year 30 years ago anyway. <laughs> so you're right. You can't make your four grand a year, but you weren't going to get heard. It was really, really, I was lucky to play with some bands that did get heard and watching the sausage get made to get those bands you, heard. You're not supposed to watch the sausage. Sad, <laughs> sad shit, man. It really was not about how good the bands were, right. but pretty much every band that made it in was already pretty fucking good. There really weren't that many that really shitty bands. So you definitely lost something in 2017 trying to trying to make money in the music industry, but you gained this unbelievable audience. Here's the thing, Jimmy, if you you're going to at the end of this podcast, hopefully you'll you'll play a song. Theoretically, I could walk over on the computer. I'm not going to do this. This is going to be delayed by about, I don't know, 2 weeks, a week or two. Anyway, um but I could walk over there, hit stop, bounce, send, and there is no one on this planet that has access to the internet that could not hear that song immediately. Right. Yeah. Right. That is access that no one had. Unbelievable. And that access is amazing. It's just beautiful it's i don't have adjectives to describe it it's it's difficult for my brain to wrap around <laughs> oh it's great but at the same time everyone has access to put anything out there right sure there's and a lot of noise right no question i think uh i think like in the past few years it's gotten even more like maybe five years or so it's yeah. gotten even more that everyone can like have access to like a nice mic and put something out there sure that's but, why that's why the recording quality doesn't matter anymore. So, no, I, I <laughs> but think, keep going. I think it does matter because I think now yeah. it's getting to a point where people are like more selective. Like they'll give it ten seconds, and if it sounds like it's not there, totally agree. next thing. Totally okay. agree. Let me. Throw I think some, that's being generous. Ten seconds. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say five, right. but I, <laughs> I, I totally agree. But let me throw something else out at you here. Curation. If someone says, "Hey," Duncan, you really need to hear this new song. Right. I guarantee you. Oh, the fucking Marty yeah. Robbins. I was not going to stumble sure, across right. Marty Robbins. But there you go. It's curation. In other words, where yeah. does your creation come? It comes from your friends. That's exactly. number one. So word of mouth is super powerful, right. number one. And, and number two, in 2017, word of mouth can go viral in seconds. So there still has to be something amazing. What it's cutting away is a lot of people are like, oh, 
I wrote some words that rhyme. I can play the guitar. I'm going to play some chords. I'm going to sing the words that rhyme. But because it's about my life, everyone in the world's going to love it. You're like, no, dude. No, no. You may have. That's a. I love you. I love that you're doing this. Right. Don't stop doing it. I want to hear what you're doing. Legitimately. But. That's not the key to a million dollars. <laughs> that's that's the key to being a musician, right. which is a wonderful, sweet thing. And sharing that music is amazing. I think curation, for example, like to believe down the line when this podcast expands out, when it's not just me and Briggs, but it's guys like you or say, hey, I want to host a, an episode of the podcast. And I have my friends who come from Baltimore. Guys, listen to this. What will happen is people already who listen to this podcast are going to end up giving for example, a lot of people don't know who you are. They're going to listen to the material. They're not going to give it five seconds. They're going to just listen to it because you're part of the podcast that they like. You know what I right. mean? Be- so because all- you've you've built a quality product. Of the I'm agreeing podcast. with you. No, I'm agreeing yeah, with you. Yeah, and, sure. and I don't know if it's a quality product. It's that it's a curated product. Right. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So people that hate the shit that Briggs and I like are going to be like, <laughs> fuck, fuck that podcast, guys. right? Which is great. <laughs> which is totally fine. But at the same time, the people that do listen to the podcast have a tendency to listen to pretty much all the stuff. Sure, right. And that's what we found out in our, our short time doing it. And it's just because hopefully in the end, what we're trying to get at is some sort of authentic moment. And I think most intelligent people know that you don't just plug into just automatic, authentic, perfect. It just doesn't work that way. Right. Why do you collect those fucking 8-track tapes? Why do you collect all the <laughs> shit you do? Because you know that you're going to have that that perfect thing that doesn't come prepackaged right. and on the front page of Spotify. And the only way you're going to get it is to dig for it and find it and, and reach it. And I think that's what happens with things like podcasts. I think there's another thing happening with pop-up shows, with people banding together and doing shows together. Um, I, we talk, I'm sorry, guys. We talk <laughs> about Brain Feeder and like this sort of, uh, uh, you know, this sort of everybody works on everybody else's stuff. Not everybody. And they tour together and you create posses and you kind of work together. All of a sudden, the whole idea of presenting music is different. It's not yo, we got a band, we all lost weight, we got our wigs on, we got our perfect perp, we got our, our jeans from we got the our, ladies no, department. No, no, fuck that, I'm in, I'm in hair metal era, uh, like oh, the okay. most standardized era of all was the hair metal era, where you could literally look and act and sound and play exactly the same as 15 other bands, and the chicks would come out, and people would drive up in their Corvette that had that big, not their Corvette. What's the fucking rag top? No, the car, the car that had the big eagle on the cover, on the on the hood, is like that the IROC. Exactly. I'm not a car guy. Did I get <laughs> that, it right? No, oh, this, this is so bad. The, the, any any, we just lost all auto. <laughs> my friend, my friend Jay, who's never going to listen to this podcast, is like, oh Jesus, it's a fucking whatever. Anyway, whatever. yeah, it sounds like know. an. I'm going to say IROC Z. Cool. I know Burt Reynolds had one at one point. Ooh. Okay, so. It's going to be amazing. What I'm saying is that those people, you could do it. You could say, and if anybody who's watched, by the way, Jimmy, you got to come. I'm putting on a, we're doing a little uh, movie night here in the barn for, we're going to do all of the, um, uh, that what's the uh, the the the, the decline of Western civilization? Yeah, decline of Western civilization. One, two, and I three. I lost it all at one time. All oh, three of them. We're gonna so do excited. them. We're gonna get like maybe thirty people in here, and we're all get oh, hammered and watch all three. Oh, of them. they're so good. I'm telling you Call though, that up. second one, the one about the uh, oh, the metal the years, metal. the metal years, you is amazing. The perfect person. He got it exactly right. 
He did it dead on. He looks good. He yeah. sounds good. He's got the look. He lost the weight. He does the cocaine. <laughs> he has the three chicks. He has the weird hair. They did the songs. They like the ball in the sounds. Yeah, it's great. All this shit. Could have been hit. Should've they been have a, hit. a video <laughs> with the girl who's on the car Perfect. with the exploding, and nobody knows nope. who he is because everyone in the world just went, man, that's whatever. not authentic, and boom, all of a sudden, you hear, you know, and that was it. It just all died oh, all one man. time, man. It's crazy, right? Like, all that shit yeah. just happens so fast. Right. And yeah, that authentic moment. I think in the end, just like anything else, music, that big music thing, sure. the thing that all of us are plugging into, yeah. it's not going anywhere. That's just, no. right now, for a little while, it was like, oh, oh, I see. You want to make recordings of music rather than actually right, see people right. play music, right? Because you go back 150 years and there's no fucking recording music. No, no. If you, you want to hear go it, you had to go listen to a dude, yeah. right? <laughs> so some gypsy dude is like, yeah, uh, what are you doing holding that tape recorder thing in front of me? Right. You know? And so, sure. I mean, recorded music's awesome now. It's a new medium. I love it, yeah. Uh, we all love it, and it's a beautiful thing, but let's get into the span of things here. Right. It's just a blip. This whole selling recordings of music, that's just a blip. No one's, the music isn't going anywhere. Right. You know? So, I I don't know. You see people, you know, you know, come and go. Look at, uh, I mean, without dragging it down, uh, it'll be a little while before we get this, but it's still kind of fresh. This is uh, Chris Cornell just died, right, in, around the time that we're, having, right. we're recording this podcast, right? There's an example of a dude who just lived every part of every part of this life example that I'm I'm talking about from right. creating to recovering shit and doing different things and being in different kinds of bands and doing the thing, you know. And people know him, you know. Now, if you look at the the retrospect of uh, retrospective that everybody's got up on their Facebook and the social media, you see him singing a fucking Prince song, right? Right. That was covered by Sinead O'Connor. Right? right. And he's singing by himself with a guitar in a radio station somewhere on a live show and why are they picking that why don't they pick spoon man what <laughs> you know why don't they fucking pick you know hunger strike you know with, yeah, with, sure, with eddie vetter because that's him being him doing his thing yeah even as weird as that is he didn't even write the fucking song nobody even knows the song because of prince they know right. because of shit oh sure. it's like five like steps away from kevin bacon and still <laughs> that's the one they want to hear because it's real just like the yeah. shit that you just played. I don't know how that song that you played before is going to end up, Jimmy. I don't even Me know neither. if you do, right? That's what's cool about <laughs> but it. But that's what's so cool. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's hard to not be yourself yeah. with a guitar and your voice. Even if I play a Johnny me. Cash song, it doesn't matter what yeah. it is. It's me. It's going to be you doing the song, right? Sometimes I feel like I should be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like just like getting more into Johnny Cash. Try to be but, more Johnny Cash? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't even but, think uh, that yeah. version of Johnny Cash that you're talking about. I think he was trying to be Elvis. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't think even well, Johnny just, was trying I, to be Johnny. I was Johnny just trying to like point. do like where he's got the like the body of the guitar is like near his getting face. Getting that long look at yeah. Yeah. The, the, His left hand's yeah. like stretched as far as it can go to just play like a E. So cool. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, who wears it like that, man? Yeah, he's just being the thing. <laughs> doing cool, a thing, man. Yeah. He's a cool dude. That's great. Absolutely. Wow. So where do you uh what do you what are you doing right now? Are these songs that you're playing out? So are these part of something that's coming up? Or is this, this oh, I imagine or is this next this. RPM? Oh, <laughs> maybe. I mean that's usually where they all end up. Listen to breaks. You know? Why wait? Yeah. Why why wait till February, right? Yeah. 
Uh, so I, I interrupted you. So are oh, you no. making an album now or what are we doing? How does it feel like that or what does it feel like? It feels like it feels like the early stages of making an album. I've right got on. a few songs, probably expand on it. The traveling theme. Yeah, I've actually, both songs that you so, played are uh, about that. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, my wife, she's a great musician. She plays like the piano and she's a great singer. And I convinced her because, like, uh, so I was listening to a lot of Johnny Cash lately. So he's got like that, he's got like that beat with like a snare, like a really basic drum kit. Sure. So it's like, like a slow down polka, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah. like, my, I have like all sorts of instruments. So I'm like to my wife, like, hey, hold, like, here's, here's some drumsticks. How do, how do these uh, feel? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I and, see where uh, you're going with this. So I got her set up where she's like playing on the snare drum. Like just doing like a nice basic beat, but like rock solid. I love it's everything awesome about this, like Jimmy. She she started doing it like a week ago, and she's just like it's like she can just like write straight through and sing harmonies with me, and it sounds really good. I just want to so know I wanna because do something I, I, mean, I know you guys have. I don't know your wife at all. I don't know much about you. I know that you're you have a relationship. Yes. As a result, I do. I want that. <laughs> I, I want to hear what the result of that music at, in concert with the relationship is. I, I'm serious. I'm being. I love it's, this idea. So, uh, I mean, we've we got married last August. So, haven't been married for too long. Yeah. Been together for a long time. That's like, fantastic. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Yeah, nine years. Like, yeah. So, been together a long time, and she's she's like crazy on the like can do like the classical like yeah really crazy stuff whole, like i oh, yeah. can't wrap my head around it kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> and uh so back in the day like the early days of us like dating i tried to like write out some sheet music for like her to play along with some of the stuff i was writing on the she piano mows through it like give me more <laughs> well well no it's like i was writing it wrong like i i'm not like I can't it doesn't matter, i can't yeah, read yeah, music right, that's right. on a staff like looking at it like i can Show me any chord. Ninety-seven you know? percent of the music in the world on the planet Earth is not written down. Ninety-seven percent. I just made that number oh, up. Shit. It's got. It's probably more like ninety-nine point nine 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 five. Right. Like no, there is most of the music in the world not written down. People just go. It goes like this. Play it. That's the way it is. Especially yeah. folk music. I'm talking about. Yeah. But so like I wrote it, and it's like back in the day, I was like writing these really like. I'd gotten into the Beatles a lot and like the 60s kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was like, oh, want to like throw in these weird chords and like try to switch it up and like all this stuff. So I was trying to write it out like in sheet music form. And I guess it just didn't work. And we tried and she's like, it's not right. But and let me guess, were you even writing it or were you using like Finale or some oh, bullshit? Oh yeah, it was absolutely just on the computer. Get a, <laughs> I mean, get a goddamn pencil. I, I well, hate that shit. I was teach at a music busted. school and I'm like... <laughs> Get a pencil, man. It's so much faster. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, but but the pencil, if I put it to the paper, it's not going to go and tell me what it sounds like. Fair point, enough. Fair point enough, taken. Right. Absolutely. Point taken. Like yes. I said, not a big sheet music guy myself. But what, uh, what happened? It, I mean, it didn't work. And then we just kind of like, oh, we, we won't do that for eight years. Let me. And let, then like a couple <laughs> weeks ago, it's like, hey, what's this like? And, and wait then, a minute, I know what you did. You picked up the instrument. That plays in the key of, and you gave it to her, so you didn't have to write the sound. Right. Yeah, there you go, perfect solution. <laughs> no, but man. check it out. Like nice you can work. even see, like in these, I got like 
I got her her notes like drums for swing yeah. moderate one it's and then perfect. like bold like I love it like stuff like that but it's less about the I don't know I, the harmonies of the vocals right are really where it's at with that kind of stuff it's, it's good it's she's she's got a great voice it's funny because in 2017 I just keep saying that over and over again um the, I have this this company called the Loop Loft that somehow has my email and they send me this stuff all the time I I have. Uh, They've figured out who my favorite drummers of all time are. They're like Manu Cache and Steve Jordan and all these guys, right? What they do is they they hire like the world's greatest drummers to make these loops. And then they produce them in Pro Tools and they give you multi-tracks of these things. Right on. And they're still loops. And you can huck them together and they'll go faster sure. or slower. You can set the tempos and all this shit. So what I'm saying, Jimmy, is you can have legitimately right now for like 39 bucks, I can buy like, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know how many loops or 45 loops or whatever of literally the best drummers in the world and I can have them play on my material at any time that I would like. Do you see what's happening? Like I would prefer that not to happen. I would prefer. Oh, yeah. I would prefer I that. Hate that shit. I would prefer <laughs> I that. I would now if man, you catch a good show up over there on right. my drum set. Okay, yeah. everything I just said, I, stole I would do that in a second. I would love to play the dude, but I don't want to play with a pre-recorded loop of him right. in some sort of yeah, elevator music it, fashion. I mean, he doesn't know the is, song that you're playing. What I'm saying is in 2017, you can literally get the world's greatest drummers to play on your song, but I would prefer to hear you and your wife playing in this thing because there's, there's something about that. Well... There's you're, something you're, about that moment because, because I know the story, you know, you know though, what it is. right? It's because you're not getting them to play on your song. You're playing your song to their drumming. And right, but I'm, I'm not... It's like, right. I could be like, I am so good at walking. I'm the best walker in the world. Yeah. And then put me like up a mountain. And it's like, oh, this... I mean... I was I had the best stride like I see through yeah, New right, York, right, but right. like now yeah, it's, it doesn't quite fit. It's still great, and people are going to be like, "Wow, look at!" Him. I don't know. I'm just I still it, think it just that doesn't fit. I think something there's a soul to music that, that you don't get yeah, from a computer. I think you're going to play differently when you're playing with your wife too. I love right. I love well, everything when, about when this. you have that feeling like inside. Like my my favorite thing about playing in front of people is playing a slow sad song, and the the room is just like. Like just like this, like the like the unexplainable emotion of like people like feeling something. And they can't get it you anywhere else, man. Right. Do that for the computer. They had to be there when it happened in order for them to have been there so that it would happen. <laughs> and I think a, a key for recording is making that happen in a room and putting it to tape because I think it can come across with the the right production. I love everything. And I don't think it needs the right production, but yes, great. <laughs> I think it's going to come across no matter what. It can also sound great, which is obviously sweet, but man, that's that's crazy. We could do this. We could we could talk about a lot of things. In fact, it'd be interesting to get your uh to get the uh acoustic act on if you're into it, right? At some point. But uh Oh, absolutely. Let's uh let's pull this thing together. Uh so you were talking about putting this together? I mean, do you are you planning on making an album or you, would you record it yourself or would you Oh, I would absolutely record it myself. Yeah. I've uh got a studio in the works up in Rollinsford. Talk about that. Right uh, it's called Stereo Chemistry. Ah, oh, nice. Ooh. Which uh Ooh, I it, get it that. came from an autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> and it just you mean, sounded great. You tried great. to write something else, and it ended up stereo. Chemistry. It wasn't me. It was my buddy uh, mm. 
Sean sending a text to Matt, who I'm opening the studio up with. And uh, he's been working on this space for a long time. It's, it's a great space, acoustically treated. Are you Very talking nice. about making this a public and, thing? Uh, bringing oh, absolutely. In and yeah. Paying, you know, hour, hourly or daily rate? Yeah, that's. Yeah, we're going to. I mean, we're going to try to do like a. I don't know, like session, I, I don't mean session to put rates. You, you don't, stuff yeah, like you that. don't need to. You don't need. To, I'm not talking about the money. I'm just saying is. Oh no, it's a I'm public saying, thing. It's not. Oh, absolutely. Right. The but, room we're in here is not a public studio. This right. is a place that okay. I work, and then every now and then people will come in and work in here. Sure. But it's not. It's not forward facing. There's no bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you don't there's, have to worry about one, that. Kind there's of no thing. traditional right bathroom. Right. There's no traditional bathroom. Right. Right. But but the trail you could trees, argue it is a right? traditional bathroom. <laughs> <The trail of laughs> very, very traditional. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying, so are you saying you're going to be more of a, more of a public kind of yeah, uh, studio? Definitely. That's fantastic, and, uh, man. Yeah. Are you, are like, you actually so, separate out the control room or are you going to go Lenoir style or it's, what is it's it? all right in there, man, but it's cool. It's uh it's slightly separated. Like it's a weird room. It's got like a kind of a nook. <laughs> based on like so there's an it was one big room originally and now that it has an entryway and then across from the entryway on that wall there's also a, like a vocal booth so between those it's kind of its own little space that's a control room beautiful the thing with the studio is no screens so no computers in there it's all we have a reel-to-reel 24 track 24 got a, track got a Studer big ass where do you buy tape um, he can they still make tape. They wow. still make tape. Yeah, yeah. But a huge board, like a twenty-four track soundtracks uh, board. Wow. It's like, I mean, oh my, it's God. ridiculous. Have you brought and that stuff into the studio. Oh yeah, it's all in there. It's oh, all set up. And so we also shit. have the wire. Oh, it's already wired, oh, man. I've recorded. I recorded my RPM. In there. Oh, oh shit, no, man. Uh, this whole concept so we got of the, wiring is just making me the real to real. No, it gets worse. The real to real. I love everything about this. But I'm also, glad I'm not you. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> the Alesis HD24. So it's a dedicated yeah. rack-mounted 24-track recorder that has yep. 48, 48 plugs in the back, 24 in, 24 out. And right. uh, so we're we're trying to do it. So from the board, you can do like switch between reel-to-reel or digital. Right. So like I, I did my album digital because, I mean... It's cheaper. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah, sure. And it sounds good. I mean, the 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 Alesis, you, okay. great converters. It sounds, ba- sounds back hard. up because this is exciting to people. Well, I mean, it's a local podcast and a international podcast, but there's a lot of local people who listen. I mean, this is an exciting yeah. thing. No, I, I think to, it's no, really no, cool. Let me let me finish. Sorry. It's exciting that you're going to be putting up a 24 track, two inch. I'm assuming tape, one inch, one inch 24. Okay, that's that's doable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's affordable. I was going to say that's what I meant by right. doable because two inch a <laughs> reel of two inch running <laughs> at fifteen <laughs> ips is going to be like oh god you're going to be dropping you know fifteen hundred bucks on just tape just to show up but um, that's definitely one inch twenty four is doable yeah wow. it's got good uh, Adobe reduction too so like yeah. The good I'm stuff. sorry, man. You were in the wrong place, man. I love tape. I recorded noise. on a cassette tape, eight track, tape is which the is best. eight. Inch. Why would you want to get rid of the tape hiss? There's tape hiss on fucking wildflowers. Tom Petty's probably <laughs> oh, one yeah, of my I favorite mean, like tape recordings ever. So then, then and you, you can hear the, the off hiss. button. Was that just hit the off button? No, just I, why would I, I love I love this. No, anyway, I'm not talking about it. I'm uh, saying no. That's great. You have that situation. Um that's exciting, man. If if you can, if you can, yeah. I mean, so how is there big enough room to record drums in there? Oh, I, oh there's a big enough room to record uh, like a massive band. Like I recorded drums in there 
for the album I recently did. So you get like a dr- a nice full size drum kit, and it's just like in the middle of the room, and it's like you can't even see it when you walk in. It's it's a big room, tall ceilings, a lot of acoustic treatment. It sounds and the drums sound amazing in there. I've never got better sounding drums from anything. I've recorded a lot of drums too, and soundtracks board, soundtracks board. Yeah, all the pre's th- all, are fine. Yep. Uh, so uh, the soundtracks board, the pre's are really nice. I I mean I would say like cheap and like neve style well, let's be realistic like, i mean it doesn't I, I mean, sound gotta, like gotta, a neve we I'm have to be authentic it. i mean neve's gonna sound like a neve period right but like that's it you know you go like ssl clean punchy right you got like neve warm fat yep still have some punch and then like One the distortion. other yeah so like <laughs> it's kind of like that where it's got like this weird like rounded punch yeah. that's not super clean has character it's that style of well, i mean like, i think they separate bottom line is if you're going through that good. and then you're going to go through the uh you're going to go to tape and then you're going to off tape back through that yeah i, I did the masters i be, did actually you know, to the uh analog. the whole mix on the album through the board analog mix one take each mm-hmm. Realized after I shot it, probably turned the toms down a little bit. But by that point, the RPM challenge was done. Hey, <laughs> and it was done. I learned to mix so long ago. I remember when we used to get everybody into the control room, and you'd put a piece of masking tape on the high part of the fader and a piece of mask tape on the low part of the fader for all the faders you need to move. You give everybody a time. Remember, you're only looking at like an old LED time. Mm-hmm. You're like, right at this part, you need to take all these faders up to the high end. You got to pull them all back here. And you're just ready. You're like, you roll tape. You're ready. You're ready. You roll tape. Do the whole thing. Everybody, all, people got you got eight hands on the board all moving shit. So, you know, this is because the place I'm at couldn't afford the flying faders for the uh, for the Neve. And the other place right. I used yeah, to work but- had an SSL, but it didn't have the, the automation. And it was like, because that shit was like another hundred grand or whatever, right? And it's just and something so, else to break. <laughs> well, I mean, well, true. But at the same time, you know, I mean, these were pretty good places. But the reality was that, yeah, everybody's, and then you get three quarters of the way through. And in turn, number two fucks up their move. And so they don't do the fader move. You got like, stop, stop, stop. We'll go back to the beginning. Roll tape back again. I mean, there's something cool about that moment it's too. You super know? cool. Yeah. It's like it was so much fun because that was the end of February. There was like one day left in February, so it was the Gotta night finish. before that. And I was like, okay, I need to do twelve mixes on an analog board. I've never mixed for a final product on an analog board. Got to do twelve of them so tonight. So, I was so up till was, three so in the what, morning. So it wasn't over tweaked. <laughs> oh, it was like it was just all outboard gear. Like I had and and board EQ. You're speaking just, my language, and, man. And just doing it and like, okay, the background vocals, I remember they were a little loud the second time through the chorus. Like, tweak them down. Like, oh, I hope my fingers move the same amount of the as the other fingers and uh, one so of them is super low. And then you your performance. Sure. It mix is, is yeah. a performance for sure. Yeah. And uh, so it was something, fun. it's a it was subtle great. point that a lot of people don't realize. Well, you know? the other subtle point is that when you when you I was dancing too, like I was like, yeah, you got it right. You got to get some reach going. When you <laughs> big board, like man. <laughs> no, but when you mix on the computer, you're picking one track at a time. You have a mouse. The mouse can't control more than one track at a time. It's not fun. 
And sometimes it can, I mean, you have more control. Sometimes it can take longer to do the same thing because you oh, don't geez, just. Of course, it always takes longer. There's no question about that. No, <laughs> well, but I'm saying like yeah. the performance is lost. So even, so when I'm going in, I don't have all my equipment out here, but well, there's, I have my iPad out. So even on that level, if I'm going to go for a big mix and I'm not mixing as I go. So if I'm mixing a band or mixing a bunch of tracks that I didn't record all by myself. Um, yeah, I'll, even then I'll just bring the iPad up and I can get eight faders on the iPad and you can move four of them at a time with your fingers because it'll accept okay. four yeah, at a yeah. time. Even just if just even if that's the minimum that I'm going to do, I actually have a couple of other ways of solving it. Even that that little, you can see there's a little fader bank over there. Yep. There's like eight yeah. USB faders and I'll always have them connected because right. there's nothing like being able to just perform those mm-hmm. movements. And of course on a big board and, you know, you look at, look at what, guys like jack joseph Fuig do and and those kind of unbelievable mixing guys they're not there tweaking the third measure of the chorus to get that second background they're not squinting at a computer screen (laughs) like what am i gonna do they are but i mean they're not they're not doing it that way they're doing these big bold powerful strokes Mm -hmm. this is how it goes bow 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 god damn those half japanese (laughs) girls bow Dude, every time, big bam. It's like, there's no subtlety going on here at all. It's like, turn the toms all the way, all the way up and go, Rivers. Make it happen. I love that. That's so real, man. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun to do. I know. That's what I mean. Yeah. When you you listen back in the car, because everyone (laughs) does that that mixes. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, sure. you, You listen back in the car. And and it's like this kind of scary, like like I can't just go back to a saved file. No, no, no. there's no saved <laughs> right, file. Right. Oh, you just fired and forgot, scratch. buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I, I'm gonna blow it because I'm embarrassed. I don't remember where it was. It was the Capitol or whatever? One of those uh, places in uh, in uh, Southern California where uh, maybe I think Ocean Way. I think it was Ocean, Ocean Way, Way, where uh, where they had like a a Cadillac that just sat in the parking garage down (laughs) underneath some parking garage somewhere. And when you're done with the, when you're doing the mixes, they like get a a rough and be like, all right, let's go listen. And everybody in the band would get up and all run downstairs and with the mixing guy, they'd sit in the Cadillac and listen to the cassette of the (laughs) thing. And it's like, there's something so romantic about all that stuff. It gets the, it gets the artist and it gets the mixing, gets everything out of the math of it. And into like the soul of it, you know, like right. If, imagine mixing Bob Rocker. I think Bob Rock mixed it. Uh, mixing a uh, Doctor Feelgood, right? <laughs> it's like it's like that has to be like as visceral a mix action as it was to record because the, the thing is a, it's a dumbass song <laughs> totally. and it's the best dumbass song awesome. ever wicked right? loud in the car <laughs> but it's a sure. perfect song because everything is just so equally over the top yeah. right man this is exciting so motley crew's gonna record at your recording <laughs> studio and take stereo chemistry that's exciting I mean, if they pass our rigorous test ah, i see what yeah all right no brown he, no no he means no vince neal oh oh gotcha <laughs> That's awesome, man. Stereo chemistry and Rollins for what are you you thinking about? Mm -hmm. Summertime opening up, or I mean, honestly, I thought it was going to be before now, 
The process is a long process. So uh, the wiring is pretty amazing. There's a lot of wiring, and then it's like there's everybody's other like, I got a hundred grand. I'm going to spend a hundred grand on a board, but you know, you spend fifty <laughs> grand on a board and fifty grand on the wiring. Right. Is so expensive. Do, right? Yeah, cables. Oh my god. Cabling Radio shacks going out of business. Yeah, you should go down there and get all your cables. Yeah, no, you don't right. want. No. Yeah, you don't want radio shack cables. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a, it's hilarious when someone's like, oh, you know, they don't know. Obviously, you know what you're doing, but people don't know what they're doing. And they're like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. Hey, I got a board. Right. Yeah. And they're like, that's great. You got a board. What are you going to plug into it? Your four mic cables? Like, right. You, you need, <laughs> right. Yeah. The next thing you need is like, how many tracks? Oh, there's 24 in and 16 on the side. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So let's do the math. Like, like <laughs> I bought 40. Right. I bought four Megami mic cables. Yeah. Those are expensive. Oh, Three goodness. years. More hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but you can. Uh, let's call it what it is. You get handy with the soldering iron, yeah, yeah, and you absolutely. can do this That's wiring yourself. Say. Get, yeah, get a roll of the cable. Yeah, we have a we have a mutual friend who wired his studio by hand, and it's all all heavy good stuff. But yep. you you know, it's all dependent on his soldering I, ability. I, I'm, but he I'm did bad it. at soldering. I'm not you should lie. get better yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, <laughs> I get I get, a, no, you're I get way too many things that I yeah. get better no, at. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're gonna be great. Anyway, it's exciting you got the studio coming up oh yeah it's a great time stereo chemistry it's a good time to be alive it yeah. is cool do you want to play us out here yeah. brother <clears throat> how about uh take your time something uh fast sounds Whatever great you want to do something fast about uh having a good old time drink some beers okay love it very nice this is something new also yeah kind of new it's c- uh, not that it has to be i'm just interested it's kind of new in the sense that I finished it two days ago, but I started it. <laughs> that is pretty new. But I started it two years ago. Wow. So it was one of those like back burner songs, real fast, like good old time kind of songs, but uh, I never had the the urge to finish it but uh so this was for the uh this was for a solo thing you weren't thinking hey let's make a pump or do you even think that much well this, this th- i mean this okay so this this one was part of an older road trip inspired series of songs nice that i think those ones that was never that was never finished yeah yeah right. those were never finished so i think some of those are going to end up like they were never finished, like no second verse, no bridge, that kind of stuff. I think that now with the more inspiration, they'll, they'll be finished and they'll end up on the new album. It's beautiful, man. It's awesome. What's this called? A Warm Friday Night. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Gray. Shot it at whiskey. Give me a guitar and I'll sing you some songs. Give me a good group of people on a warm Friday night and I'll party with you all night long. Give me a reason to stay and I will. Give me a cigarette and light it up for me. Cause I'm drunk and I'm tired, but I ain't shutting my eyes till that sun starts rising up on me. I got the moonshine from way up above. I got the moonshine way down in Southern Well. And I've already thrown away those keys to my car If I drove, I know I'd drive it straight to hell Cause the beer's going down like water The whiskey's going down like beer 
And I'm chewing on some jerky that my brother just made from a hometown grass-fed steer. Give me a beer and a shot of that whiskey. Give me a guitar and I'll sing you some songs. Give me a good group of people on a warm Friday night and I'll party with you all night long. Give me a reason to stay and I will. Give me a cigarette, light it up for me. Cause I'm drunk and I'm tired, but I ain't shutting my eyes until that sun starts rising up on me. I got my guitar sitting in my hands. I got a dozen old Hank songs in my mind. I'm feeling long, gone, lonesome in my cold, cold heart. So if you feel the same, then join me in a rhyme. Cause the fear's going down like water. The whiskey's going down like beer. There's a sunrise glowing over mountains in the east So I guess I'm passing out right here Give me a beer and a shot of that whiskey Give me a guitar and I'll sing you some songs Give me a good group of people on a warm Friday night And I'll party with you all night long Give me a reason to stay and I will Give me a cigarette and light it up for me Cause I'm drunk and I'm tired But I ain't shutting my eyes Till the sun starts rising up on me I'm drunk, I'm tired But I ain't shutting my eyes Until the sun starts rising up on me